Hello! This is Leah Ryan bringing you episode 23 of the Authors Read podcast. Today's guest is a returning author, Catherine Heaney, and she'll read from her book, Destiny Fulfilled, book three of the Anne Andrian series. Destiny Fulfilled is the third book in the Anne Andrian series. It's an adult fairy tale where good versus evil and takes place between the two dimensions of Earth and magical Anandria. In Destiny Fulfilled, there is a tear in the fabric between the two dimensions, letting magic spill onto Earth. This allows Lucifer to return to Earth with his magic intact and his dragons and gargoyles in tow. In Chapter 19, the reader sees how Lucifer announces to the world he's back as he begins his siege on downtown Toronto. His strategy? Conquer Toronto, then expand from there until he rules all on Earth. This is the first step he must take to rule the universe. And now, Chapter 19. Carlos Ricardo stepped out onto one of the four terraces gracing his two-story penthouse. With drink in one hand and cigarette in the other, he was content to wait for word about his latest transaction. His men knew where to find him. The only thing missing on this moonlit night was a beautiful woman. Perhaps he should call Lily. She could warm his bed and share a celebratory glass of the bubbly when the cash was secured in his impressive bank account. Using forefinger and thumb, he rubbed tired eyes. No, his little chica would have to wait. Exhaustion was catching up with him, although it never reached the same level as it used to when Lucifer had run the show. He took another sip of whiskey, his drink of choice, and ran through the last 20-plus years since Lucifer's demise. On paper, he, Carlos Ricardo, had always been the front man for Lucifer. Cars, condos, and the yacht had been purchased in his name, even though it was Lucifer who had financed and enjoyed the frivolous luxuries until Lucifer had died. What a liberating day that had been. Experts were still trying to explain the absence of Lucifer's body after his car had crashed. Caught on camera, driving the car that had torpedoed through a railing on an overpass ramp to crash 100 feet below on a major highway, authorities had expected to find Lucifer in the mangled wreckage. But no remains could be found inside the car. No body parts had been splattered in the vicinity either. It had taken Carlos years to stop looking over his shoulder and to begin enjoying the luxuries already listed in his name. At first, he had thought Lucifer had somehow walked away. The man had always seemed invincible, often surviving things that would kill an ordinary man. Carlos remembered fingering a hole in one of Lucifer's discarded shirts. It had been dead center, a shot to the heart. Yet the man had lived. How? He remembered laughing when the forensic teams had found nothing of Lucifer at the crash site. Obviously, his boss had outwitted them again, he had thought. So he had waited for Lucifer to return. And waited. Gradually, the men had come to him for direction. And reluctantly, he had given orders, hoping Lucifer would approve. Eventually, after several years had gone by, he had accepted that Lucifer had indeed perished. He had begun to do as he pleased. He'd come a long way from the small-time operator he had been when he had first met Lucifer in prison. Becoming Lucifer's new drug consortium, CEO, he no longer did dirty work. He had flunkies for that. Carlos puffed on his cigarette and placed his drink on the coffee table. Maybe he'd stretch out on the couch for a while and close his eyes while he waited for word about the deal that was going down tonight. Life was pretty sweet. 
He put his feet up on the table. At first, he tuned out the city sounds. Being right next to the Royal Ontario Museum, or ROM, as people called it, on a major downtown Toronto artery, there was always street drama. But tonight, the noise had escalated to unusual proportions. Multiple sirens screamed down below. People shouted, and there was more than one person screaming. Annoyed, he rose and crossed to the plexiglass panel on the edge of the terrace. Cars stood at a standstill, emergency vehicles converged, and lots of people stood gawking. They looked up and pointed. He looked up, too, and froze. Swooping between the high rises of downtown Toronto were three dragons. Yeah, dragons. They were massive. How did they stay up? Was it a movie stunt using remote-controlled robots? If it was, they had his attention. What a fabulous bit of advertising. Sweet Jesus, they were headed his way. They would pass right by his condo. Would they fit between the buildings? Hopefully whoever controlled the dragons would make sure there was no contact with any buildings. The damage would be substantial. Just in case, Carlos stepped away from the edge of his terrace. He didn't want to get clipped by the enormous wings he heard beating the air. The largest dragon dipped low and swept past. Carlos sucked in a horrified breath. It couldn't be. A man and woman straddled the base of the dragon's neck. The man was dressed in white from head to toe, his long black hair caught at the nape of his neck. Couldn't be, Carlos muttered. Lucifer is long dead and gone. Had to be an actor operating the controls flying the dragon. Same with the costumed guys on the other two dragons. Great costumes, too. Black and ugly as sin. Very convincing. He chuckled, surprised by the unexpected rush of nerves that had made his belly clench. Maybe he should call Lily after all. She could give him a massage before they crawled into his bed for the night. He turned to head back inside the condo. A powerful gust knocked him forward, and he barely got his hands out to brace his fall. A blood-chilling screech and sudden darkness was all the warning he had before something massive hit his terrace. The building shuddered. Carlos rolled to his back and ran into a wicked-looking talon attached to a dragon's foot. The beast's large wings retracted neatly against its body. Sweet Jesus, this is no mechanical robot. This is real. Carlos crab walked backwards. He needed to get inside, now. He had one hand over the threshold when he heard a voice he would never forget, a voice he had hoped never to hear again. Hello, Carlos. I'd like to thank Catherine for sharing her book with us today, and thank you for listening to the Author's Read podcast. Be sure to check out the show notes for the link to the book. If you'd like to support the Author's Read podcast, please like, subscribe, or share. Until next time!